Language learning is not a race, it's a marathon, and it requires consistency and good habits to reach the final destination. But along the way, it's easy to develop some detrimental habits that lead to you self-sabotaging and eventually not learning the language. And without knowing to stay clear of them, or what they are, it's almost impossible to avoid them. So here they are, a list of things you're doing to sabotage your language learning. Hey guys, Cloud here. Today I want to talk about the killers of language learning. Um, specifically, I have a couple that I really want to mention. I'll mention a couple that might seem obvious, but I also will go into more depth into a few that don't seem very obvious. So just to get them out of the way, a couple that are obvious is comparing, comparison. Uh, trying to compare between you know, what you're doing and what someone else is doing might seem obvious to some people. Um, it might not be as obvious to others, but at least you can see why that can be detrimental. It's the same reason if you go to class uh, as a student and you compare yourself to the person who always gets the highest grades while you're an average C student, uh, that might demotivate you to even learn because the gap is so far. Uh, just like setting unrealistic expectations, you have this expectation that you're not going to make a single mistake and then you go into a conversation and you're still at a B2 level and you're just making all these mistakes and you don't understand sentences and then you get frustrated with yourself and you don't even want to learn it at that point. So those are a couple things that are um, easily avoidable. Well, not easily avoidable, but easily identifiable. A couple of other things that are a little bit more difficult to, to see, especially uh, to see yourself doing, is guilt tripping. So one thing that ends up happening is if you miss a day of studying, let's say you have a schedule Monday through through Friday, you're studying 30 minutes every single day or 30 minutes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, for example. So three days a week, that's your schedule. You miss Monday. Now, Wednesday comes around, you're like, oh, but I didn't do what I did in Monday, which means today I have to do an hour, but I didn't do what, what was done Monday. So now I have to do an hour. You don't have time to do an hour. So you wait till Friday. Then Friday comes around. Now you have to do an hour and a half. Now you're looking back and you're saying, oh my God, I didn't do this. Um, and now you feel a little bit overwhelmed. And then you look at the text, you start doing it. Maybe the first time you do it, but the more days you miss and that you have to make up, the more you feel like you're not doing anything. Um, especially if it's like you, you don't have 30 minutes to do it. You only have 10 minutes to do it. Do those 10 minutes. Don't say, I'm not going to do all 30 minutes. Uh, I'm not going to do 10 minutes because I don't have time to do 30 minutes. Anything really is better than nothing. And what ends up happening is we tr we tend to think, oh, if I didn't do my full 30 minutes today, I'm just going to do them tomorrow or the day after. And what ends up happening is these carry-on times of studying that you really want to do end up accumulating and it becomes uh, overbearing. And you can't end up doing them. And it makes you not want to learn because... 30 minutes every day, sure, I can do it, no problem, no extra motivation needed. An hour and a half a day, now I really need something to push me to do it. And that really can hinder a person from trying to learn. And getting out of that cycle is actually very difficult. It's kind of the feeling of getting behind in a race, and now you have to go extra um, hard so that you can just catch up, not even to get ahead, just to catch up. Which, if you think about it, language learning is not a race. So... You don't need to do that. You can take a rest. You can say, hey, I missed Monday. I missed Wednesday. Okay, move on. I'm not going to remember this 15 years from now. It's fine. I'm just going to make sure that I do Friday. So that's one thing. Uh, I kind of veered off of the guilt tripping. What I really meant is by guilt tripping is when you make a mistake or when you don't understand something. This happens often. It's like, oh my God, I knew that. Or I should have known that. Or, oh my God, this, this is easy. Especially when you're trying to learn something new and it doesn't come to you naturally. 
it's, I often find students be like, well, I feel like I should know this, or I feel like I'm dumb and I don't understand this. I will say this, look, you are learning a new language that you don't know. Nothing should come naturally to you. Nothing should be easy for you. If it's easy, you're lucky. It shouldn't be easy. Language learning is hard. Just because you can't understand the difference between nen and ka does not make, make you dumb. It's hard. This stuff is difficult. Even if you're just like, oh, I don't know how to conjugate. It ain't easy. We often tend to say, oh, it, I, I, all I did was um, I reviewed ka and nen. It's easy stuff, but I just had to review it. No, it's not easy. You didn't just have to review it. You didn't just spend 30 minutes on you know, one grammatical principle. Everything is, is hard. Once you start telling yourself that all this stuff is easy, all this stuff should come naturally, why can't I understand this sentence when the sentence is like a run-on sentence anyways? It, you start guilt-tripping yourself to feel like, why am I not better than your current level? And that starts making you feel as if it, 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 inv it introduces negative emotions to something that should be celebrated. You are at a level where you can understand this. You are at a level where it's time for you to learn this. It's difficult. It's supposed to be difficult. If it was easy, everybody would, would be able to learn the language uh, within you know months. But that's not how it works. Languages are hard in general. Language learning is hard. Even languages that are related to your language require a large amount of time and effort of investment for you to learn it. So whenever you run into something and you feel like you're stupid or you feel like you, you don't learn it, uh, you, you feel that you should learn it more quickly than the the speed that you're learning it at, remember that it's hard and it's okay for it to take a long time. Some things really, I just don't end up learning because it just doesn't make any sense to me. I just stay away from it. I understand it exists. I just don't use it. When I hear it, I can sort of understand. I can kind of skip over it. But are you going to find me saying those kind of sentences? No, I just, I just can't say stuff like that. And I understand that for some reason, it's just not going into my brain. And it's not because I'm stupid. It's because it's hard. So once you understand that nothing is easy, it shouldn't just be um, looked over or glossed over. And that if you're struggling with something, it makes complete sense that you're struggling with it. It's not your fault that you're struggling with it. It's the fact that the language is not easy for you to learn. Uh, it makes it uh, easier for you to be easy on yourself and celebrate your wins and look at the, the stuff that you're struggling at and think of it as a challenge rather than something that you should already be able to do. It's kind of the, the you know, when, when you have a really smart kid um, and if he's struggling with something, it's like, oh, why is he struggling with math? He's, he's really good at math. He should already be able to understand this. And it's like, no, it's just hard. Come on, man. Um, so that's something that you can do outside of language, but it also, I see that seeping in with my own students. Even some students who are at a very basic beginner level, I find them just... When I, sometimes I do this where I ask them a question. I know they don't know the answer to it, but I'm going to take their answer and I'm going to use it to teach them the concept that I asked them. Um, and I do this quite often, especially in Arabic, but also in Korean. And what I find is that the student feels like they should already know how to say this. I'm like, no, you, we haven't learned this. I'm asking you the question and I, I know you don't know the answer. I just want you to give your educated guess. Um, and sometimes I'm surprised that they actually do know how to say something or do know what something means. But I find that very often they just blame themselves for not knowing how to say something when they don't, they don't have the right to blame themselves. As a matter of fact, they should, they are at the proper position for them to not know how to do it or not know how to say it. Um, so that's one thing that it really should, um, be avoided or 
it's also difficult looking outside in to say, oh, this is actually hard and I shouldn't actually know this. Or uh, it's completely understandable for me to struggle with this sort of grammatical concept or vocabulary uh, topic or, or whatever it is. Uh, and a lot of times it takes someone from the outside to be like, dude, it makes so much sense that you're struggling with this. This is hard. Like, this took me two years to understand. The fact that you're, you know, struggling with it after 30 minutes of studying it and you didn't immediately understand it, that's normal. It actually takes time. This is one of those things that you don't just like read it and understand. Um, so so that's guilt tripping is definitely a big thing that happens in language learning. Um, another thing that also can be detrimental to your language learning and actually can straight up lead to you stop learning uh, just because you feel frustrated and flustered is trying to walk before you can even crawl. Language learning takes steps. You don't go from not being able to say anything to being able to give a, a, a speech. It takes step after step. Just like as a baby, you need to develop those muscles, you need to crawl, and then you can walk. Sure, some, some kids, they just skip crawling, they go straight into walking, but chances are, for most people, you're gonna crawl and then you're gonna walk. You're gonna speak very, you know, simply. People are gonna think that you're a child. I went through it too. And then you're gonna speak more and more. You're gonna get better at, at your language. And then you're going to start walking and then you're going to start running and then people are going to just, you're going to start sounding more and more native-like. Um, I still remember, you know, when, when I was first learning and I was speaking in Korean with, with this person and we were exclusively talking in Korean. And then maybe a few months in, I started speaking in English and they're like, oh my God, you're actually smart. You, you don't sound like a child anymore. I'm like, yeah, it's just not my language. Sure, I'm speaking Korean like a child because that's my level and I understand it. And, you know, I'm trying to improve. I'm trying to get to the to sound like an adult, but that takes time. So don't try to walk. Don't try to have everything perfect sentence. Perfectionism is another thing that that can really be a detriment. The best students that I have are the ones that are the most comfortable with speaking and communicating and making mistakes, because you can't make learn from something if you don't try. If you if I ask you a question, right? As a teacher, I'm teaching someone. I ask them a question. They don't respond. They don't even try to respond because they're worried whether if they, what they said is right or wrong. They're like, oh, well, I'm not sure, so I'm not going to say anything. You can't learn from that. But if you do say something, one of two things is going to happen. A, you're going to get it right, and then you're going to get a confidence boost because, hey, I got it right. Maybe I'm smarter than I thought, think I am. Or B, you get it wrong, and then I can help you you know, work through that, or I can ask you why you got it wrong, and maybe it leads to some sort of other insight into the language. right? So you're going to benefit either way. But when you stay quiet... That's when you start telling yourself, oh, I'm just not at that level. I'm not good enough to be able to say that. And then you start thinking, what's the point? I've been studying for X amount of months or X amount of years, and I still can't say that. It's not that you can't say that. It's that you've never really tried. You either want to be perfect, you either want to be 100 or zero, and it doesn't work that way. You can't, you need to be in between for you to get to 100. You can't go from zero to 100. Um, and regardless of which car, even the fastest cars, have to go through every single number before they get to 100. Now the speed might be different for each person, but you need to take it step by step. So those are a few things that really can lead to you just like leaving the language and not wanting to even learn. Because once you start guilt tripping yourself, once you include a lot of negative emotions into language learning, it really does kill your motivation to, want, to even want to learn. When there's a lot of positive vibes and positive emotions that are related to a language, and you actually enjoy learning the language or you feel uplifted, you feel smart, you feel uh, a lot of entertainment, sense of joy and happiness, that's when it's just so easy to learn a language. Like, it, 
if something brings you joy, you want to do it. But if something brings you uh, just, you know, uh, negative emotions and, and thoughts of being a failure or am I really ever going to learn it, why would you even want to do it? I wouldn't want to take on a language if I felt, you know, being put down every single time I try to learn it. It makes no sense. So pick yourself up. Realize that what you're feeling might not be because of yourself. It might be because of a lapse of judgment on the difficulty of what you're learning or the way you're learning. Um, it might be you're setting unrealistic expectations or you're comparing yourself to something that isn't realistic. You're trying to, you know, have perfectionism in, in the way you speak when, you know, you should really start crawling before you're walking um, and realize that it's hard and it's fun. And those two things can exist. Some of the best games, Dark Souls, um, are extremely, extremely fun. And they're hard. And it's okay for them to coexist. Part of what makes it fun is that it's hard. If everything is, was easy, well, then nothing would be fun. So hopefully this brings some insight to you that you can start reflecting and seeing whether these things apply to you or not and how to remove those sort of negative emotions that come about when you're learning a language and add in more positive and more, um, you know, fun and challenge yourself rather than beat yourself up for not knowing something.